Hi, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us here tonight on our Saturday night. Um, what an amazing day. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it is the first day of spring. Uh, also, Noruz, which is a uh, Persian uh, New Year. So, Eidish Omobarak for all those uh, Persians out there. Um, and I'm sure people are uh, setting up their sofre, which means your, um, um, uh, your table. And um, you know, there's, a, there's a tradition behind that. Um, so I got to make sure I call my mom and wish her happy new year. She's watching. Happy new year. But um, happy birthday spring. Um, I do have a quick announcement to say um, uh, we are going to be having a communion service uh, on Easter Day. Um, it's going to be April 4th. So please um, uh, make sure you go out and buy the necessary stuff, uh, crackers, whatever it might be, fruit of the vine, uh, grape juice, um, some type of grape juice or something like that. Um, I, you know, I, I really do think when it came to communion, Jesus just kind of looked at the, um, looked at what was in front of him. And then he said, this is my body. This is my blood. Um, I'm not saying go get a hamburger and take communion, but Yes, have some, you know, a, a loaf of bread or something there and, and participate with us um, as we do do that. So uh, I enjoyed it last year uh, when Brother Moss did it. So uh, please do. Um, I do want to pray. Um, I want to pray for this service uh, and I want to pray for um, what God has to speak to us. Um, and uh, we're just going to trust in the leading of the spirit here tonight. Jesus, we love you, God. We worship you. We trust you, Jesus. You, Lord, who have watched over us, God, and led us this entire year, Jesus. We thank you, God, for your miraculous powers. We thank you, Jesus, for your provision. We God for keeping us as we stay rooted and grounded in what you're doing, Jesus. I pray that you be here with us tonight, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would speak through me and I pray that there are those, Jesus, who, whether they're at work or at home or in the car or with their family, that they would, Jesus, tune into you and hear what you have to say. We pray right now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 What is in your hand? What is in your hand? I guess we're this series that's been going this entire week. Uh, I am going to finish it off, not Lil. Um, she always likes to steal the show, typical Lil. But um, I am going to finish this off, and um, I'm going to go very familiar passage. Uh, uh, that you are all aware of, and hopefully we can go ahead and look at it in a new light. Um, we're going to look at 1 Kings um, uh, chapter uh, 17, and we're going to do verse 1. And I version of the Bible. That's my, I like the net version. I don't know what it is. Um, so here's verse 1. Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to as certainly as the Lord God of Israel is, whom I serve, there will be no dew or rain in the years ahead unless I get the command. Again, for those who are not familiar with this passage, we're looking at Elijah, who is a prophet to the northern kingdom. Uh, the kingdom is very wicked, and here's King Ahab. And who's Ahab married to? That wonderful woman named Jezebel. Jezebel, um, you don't hear that name very often. No one really calls their daughters Jezebel. Uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the story, please go read it. Um, so here is Elijah. He, you know, he, he, he says, no rain. There's going to be a famine in the land because, of course, Ahab is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, we get to verse 2. Now the Lord's message came to him. Verse 3. Leave here and travel eastward. Hide out in the Kirith Valley. 
near the Jordan. Verse 4, drink from the stream. I have already told the ravens to bring you food there. I'm going to repeat that. The ravens to bring you food there. All right. Forget Uber Eats. Forget DoorDash. God beats all of that with Raven Go. Um, and then Raven just brings you food. So, you know, see, you say, oh, well, DoorDash, Uber Eats, those are so great. What a great concept. No, God had it before then. Uh, and it was through drones, right? It was a raven that brought this in. Um, I'm always fascinated by this story because I'm just thinking, was it in a basket? I mean, was it like a neatly packaged basket um, that he brought it in? And it's all this neat packaging of like cheese and different like summer sausage. Um, you know, what was this raven bringing? <laughs> what, was the, what was it holding? Was it using its claws? Like did, did God have the ravens like get their claws and get all this food prepared for um, the prophet? But again, I'm just fascinated. That raven who takes food away is bringing this prophet food. So he carried out the Lord's message and he went and lived in the Kareth Valley near the Jordan. Verse six, watch this. The ravens would bring him bread and meat each morning and evening. This wasn't like a one thing, like here's, this is gonna be enough for you for the whole day. No, it's like, I'm gonna go ahead and take care of breakfast, make sure it's heavy enough, and then also pull you right through to dinner. Um, so <laughs> evening. And he could drink water from the stream. Now, if that isn't an amazing picture of God's provision, I have no idea what is. Uh, what isn't. Um, so here he is. This raven is bringing food in the morning and in the evening. Um, verse 7. After a while, the stream dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the Lord's message came to him. Get up and go to Zarephath in the Sidonian territory and live there. I have already told a widow who lives there. To provide for you. I'm always laugh at that, that verse of scripture there. I told a widow to take care of you. That's if you want to bring this into modern context, it's um there is this homeless person who lives on 95, um, and you're gonna go ahead and go stay with them, and they're gonna take care of you. They have all kinds of food there. Uh, I mean, just the way the I mean the the, the widows at this time were some of the poorest people you ever find in, the, in, the, um, in these ancient times. They were completely vulnerable. Um, they, most of them, especially in a famine, they just pretty much starved to death. Um, and so here is God sending him to this widow. What I find fascinating is the raven stopped bringing Elijah food. God put an end to that. I don't know why God put an end to that. I'm sure we'll find out as we read this story, but he put an end to the ravens. He said, I, I need you to go see this widow. Um, I'm sure he could have spoken to a rock like he did with Moses and brought out water for his prophets uh, and continue to have these ravens bring him, um, you know, his uh, continental breakfast and whatever it was, he was doing, what these ravens were serving. We don't know what kind of um, chefs these ra ravens were, but Here's, you know, there, but he put a stop to that. He put the stop to the ravens. He put a stop to the water. And he said, I want you to go to this widow. So this widow, I want us to see this. This widow is on God's radar. He is sending his most famous prophet. Because remember, there's a lot of prophets at this time. No, he's sending his most famous prophet to this widow. Now watch this. So 
He got up, went to Seraphath, and when he went through the city, there was a widow gathering wood. He called out to her, please give me a little water in a cup so I can take a drink. So again, Zarephath, it's this is a Gentile woman. This is not a Jewish woman. So again, this is this is a heathen, somebody who worships this god that um, you know um, Baal was a god of fertility and moisture and rain. And so of course, uh, God is you know hitting these these fake gods, which he does quite frequently. He likes to take jabs at these fake gods. Um, and this is what he's doing. He's you know, here's Elijah. He's, he's stopped the rain. So, of course, this this you know this God that they're supposed to be worshiping, supposed to bring the rain, is not doing that. Um, bring me a cup of water so I can drink. Verse eleven. As she went to get it, cup of water. You know what? I have plenty of water. I got all kinds of water. You can have the water. I'll go get the water. But he called out to her calls out to her, oh, and uh, please bring me a piece of bread. Uh, and watch what she says, verse 12. And she said, as certainly as, a, as the Lord your God lives. Now, this is a very cleaned up translation, folks. Um, it should really read, if you want to really go back to the original Hebrew here, is, fool, can't you see there's a famine? You want to eat? See what's going on? But it's hard to capture that in that in, those, in that first line here. But that's 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 pretty much what she's saying to the prophet. Like, what? I have no food. Are you have you lost your mind? Did you not realize we're in a famine? Except a handful of flour in a jar and a little of olive oil in a jug. That's all I have left. And right now, and she, you know, she's going to lather it on here. Come on. Uh, right now, I'm gathering a couple of sticks, not a whole bunch of sticks, just a couple uh, for a fire. Then I'm going to go home and make one final meal for my son and myself. And after we have eaten that, we will die of starvation. And it's interesting that the prophet says, well, what do you have? He didn't, she didn't say, because the prophet could have said, go to that tree hand inside that tree and sure enough there's a bag of groceries there you go voila no 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 the prophet elijah did not say that he could have said hold on let me get my raven friends they can go ahead and come on down bring their baskets full of summer sausage and cheese and we can go ahead and have a great time here no he didn't do that either he said what do you have i don't care what you don't have see we like to focus on what we don't have well, see, we don't have this. We don't have this. God, we don't have this. We don't have this. We don't have this together. And we don't have that together. And God says, well, what do you have? Out of curiosity, what is in your hands? What kind? What can you give to me? And, and, and so she says, well, well, I just have some flour and some oil. Like, that's it. That's not very impressive. That's not going to feed an army. That's not something you want to go ahead and brag about. I mean, like, okay, guys, I got like this much flour and this much oil. That's all I have. No, no, no. God wanted to know exactly what was in her hands. I'm on verse 13. Verse 13. Elijah said to her, don't be 
afraid. Go and do as you plan, but first, here's where the faith wall comes. First, make me a small cake and bring it to me. Then make something for yourself and your son. First, feed me. Then take care of yourself. And that's so fascinating. That's that's not like God. Like, why don't you obey and, and t- you know do what I tell you to do, and, and then I'll show you what's going to happen. You, know, you have to. I, I've I've come to learn this about God. It's he is a gentleman. He's he doesn't like pu- push you through doors. He just waits for you to make the first step. Um, and if you haven't realized that, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to save you a bunch of. You need to take the first step. You need to be active and take the first step. Not, well, let me hang out. Wait, let me see what my spouse says. Uh, let me see what my kids say. And then um, and then I'll see what I, no, 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 no. You, you have your own power. You have your own abilities. You need to take the first step. So here we go. So he says, go make me a cake. And then make yourself something for your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel has said. The jar of flour will not be empty and the jug of oil will not run out until the end, until the day the Lord makes it rain on the surface of the ground. So she went and did as Elijah told her. And there was always enough food for Elijah and for her and her family. And the jar of flour was never empty and the jug of oil never ran out in keeping with the Lord's message that he had spoken through Elijah. She had what was in her hands. And that's all God needs. God doesn't need a massive grocery store. He just needs to know how much flour and oil you have. And you're like, it's not much. But I'll give it to you. That's what he wants. What is in your hands? We talked about, um, Brother Moss talked about the Roman roads and how Paul used these roads that was, you know, they, they were built for the Romans, but hey, he used it to carry the gospel. You know, Meg talked about the four leapers or lepers, however you want to <laughs> say that word there. But um, and how they just they just said, well, we can stay here and die, or we can go over there and die. We might as well just go over there and die because there's food at least. We know there's food there. Um, you can get you know a donkey's head for maybe one shekel instead of eighty shekels. And then Stephen talked about Moses and his staff and how he had his staff and. Um, and God used that staff. And then we'll talk about David and his slingshot and the stones and what he had in his hands, what he was already accustomed to. And, and all of them used mightily by God with what they had in their hands. That's what they used. If the prophet, I, I want us to get this picture here. All right, I, I feel something here. I, I want you to hear this. If the prophet had not shown up and taken care of the widow, the widow would have starved. But when the widow saw the prophet coming and when he heard what he asked, it didn't make sense. And logically, what she should have done is to have the prophet go back to where he came from and took care of her son. But see, that's the thing about God is he doesn't work in logic. I have much, but what I have, what I have, I give to you. And that's what he did. That's what the, what, that's what the widow did. And, and um, if she didn't, 
I don't have to speculate about that. No, no, no. Would have starved. Uh, but I want to flip. I want to flip the question a little bit. All right. And, and now here we get. We, now we're getting to the to the nitty gritty here. Now we there's always a there's always a point here, right? What if the widow refused and did not offer what little she had? What if the widow refused the prophet's request? and said, no, we don't have enough. Go somewhere else. There probably would have been a dead wood. I mean, I, I know I'm kind of being frank here tonight, but, but if the widow didn't do the request, she would have starved. But because, now here's the crazy thing about the story. And it's going to mess up your theology a little bit, but God was already speaking to her before the prophet showed up. Long before the prophet showed up, God was speaking to this widow. And God said, there's a man coming and he's going to go ahead and he's going to take care of for this man. She wasn't surprised like, whoa, who is this random guy? No, she knew exactly who it was. This is the prophet that the Lord has been talking to me about. Um, See, that's the that's the challenge sometimes is people hear from God all the time. They just don't act upon it. Uh, we just don't like listening to God. It, it doesn't make me some cake. And you're like, no, I don't have enough. What is hands? What little you have in your hands, can you give that to the Lord? Can you give and release it to him so he's able to do something with it? Or are we we're not going to see what God has in store for us. And we're just going to hold on to it. And I'm not talking about money here. I'm, I'm talking about our talents. I'm talking about our gifts. I'm talking about our time. We've, we, we have to realize that what little time we have and, and what little talents we have, we need to offer that to the Lord. We need to make the first step and say, what do you want me to do, God? What little I have, I give to you. And God says, that's all I want is I don't want you to be some amazing pianist or some kind of crazy musician or i just want to know that what little you do have is that you're willing to give that to me because in my hands whatever little you give me i will multiply i will make it last and you will not only what is in your hands what is in your hands The son and the widow would have died if they did not listen to the prophet. The question this student brings us to what is in your hands and are you using it for the kingdom? If not, why? Because if you don't, you will starve. I know this. I don't understand. I'm always amazed. The most talented people, the most amazing, amazing people that I see for the kingdom, and then they just wash right down. Are you going to be faithful, God? Are you going to be faithful in what little he's giving you? 
That's what he looks for. He doesn't just give you some crazy thing. He says, I'm going to give you something small. Let me see how faithful you are. It's in your hand. It's not much. But give it to him. Just like Moses gave the staff. It's amazing what he can do with what little you have. I remember um, about a year ago, uh, it was a Friday. And um, this is when everything was going crazy. The country was shutting down and we had no idea what was going to happen. And we got a call and it was Friday night. We're all, there's boxes everywhere. We actually bought our house during a pandemic. How great is that? Um, and so there's boxes everywhere. We're packing and then there's an emergency meeting. We're all sitting down on, and the pastoral team, they're all talking like, what are we going to do? And we came to a conclusion. We have to cancel service for this for this weekend and just see what happens. And for for a couple of weeks, I mean, it's one thing to have a snowstorm and just say, well, the next day it should either melt or we should have everything plowed. But this wasn't a snowstorm. This was something bigger than that. And, um, well, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be for a couple of months. Like a couple of months on this thing for a couple of months. That's crazy talk. Lord knew it's going to be close to a year. Well, actually, it's been more than a year, but um, but God has sustained us. We've been able to figure things out. We've been able to navigate, and we didn't have much. We were so nervous those first few weeks. I mean, we watched those videos. I don't know how much how you didn't see how nervous we really were. I mean, we're all trying to figure this out, and we haven't. We've never recorded ourselves. We've never, you know, we've never had to work with uh, facial features and try to get all that down, but. But I mean, we figured it out. We said, okay, God, uh, we have no idea what we're doing, but this is what we have. And we're going to trust you. And here's the main God multiplied. Being able to reach people that around the country who've been listening to my listening to our services, which I think is hilarious. Um, you know, they're listening to me. I thought that was pretty interesting. I, I mean, it, 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 I have no idea. The, the seeds that have been planted in this season of people that we've never met. People are in and uh, it's so great watching as a service. I'm like, how did you cross us? I mean, that God, he just works behind the scenes. He doesn't need much. He just wants people who are faithful. He wants people who will just out. He people who say much, but I'll do what you tell me to do. Not, well, you know what, God? I'm going to step back. And once I have my life and I answer to the world, then I'll go ahead and commit to what you call me to do. No, no. God doesn't work that way. As well as I know that God does not work that way. He just sits and he waits for you until you realize you take that first step. He's not going to push you into his kingdom. God does not push people to his kingdom. I want to make sure we understand that. Sometimes preachers do that, but God does not. God waits and wants you to take that first step. And guess what? That first step is a doozy. Because once you move and once you take that first step, then the second step becomes a little easier. Like, okay, there's some ravens. That's different. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, I'm sure once the widow saw the flower just kind of come to the surface and, and the oil just come to the surface. And is it going to do it tomorrow? And when she saw it happen tomorrow, 
okay, maybe maybe the prophet was onto something. It's one thing to see a miracle, but it's it's another thing to see a continuous miracle. And and she was able to be part of that because what was in her hand, she decided to say, I'm gonna die anyway. It's not like what, I'm gonna last another week if I don't give this guy his cake. I mean, is that even is that even a point? I mean, what's the point here? I, I, I might as well just see what happens. I mean, God has been talking to me. What if she, she takes a leap of trust? And that's what God wants us. What is in our hands? What is God calling our to take that waiting for all the doors? Then I'll do it. There's one thing about timing, but but man, there's some doors that I'm just waiting until God pushes me. You're going to keep waiting. And guess what? It's not a fun place to be. Will you? you to do. Will you become faithful with what little he has given you? Will you trust him? What is in your hand? Again, time and time again, we see these broken people who don't have much. We just, talk, we just talked about a, a widow who was completely, completely poor. She was going to die, but yet she still, what little she had, she just took off faith. And I'll see what happened. And, and she got to be part of a miracle. Please hear me now, my dear brothers and sisters. You can be part of a miracle Take that first step. Listen to God. He's been speaking. Are you going to stay faithful? Are you going to take that first step? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you, God. We worship you, Jesus. We trust you. Lord, you've been so faithful, so good to us. Lord, I, I was nervous, Jesus. I was nervous about buying a house in a pandemic, and you told me to go Lord, that's you, God, a little we, and God, we trust you, Jesus. We're gonna keep taking that. We're gonna keep listening to your voice, and even though we don't have the whole plan, because you don't, we're gonna trust you, and we're still gonna listen to your voice, and we are still gonna take that step. Lord, we're just gonna trust you. And I hope we get to a place, Lord, where we're like Moses, where we can toss the staff to the side and just trust the voice of God. I pray, Jesus, that you would touch us. Touch, God, all those, my dear brothers and sisters who are listening to us right now tonight. God, you know where they are. And God, you know specifically what you're calling them to do. And I pray, God, let be faithful. Let trust what little they have with you. And it's the miraculous Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, please join us again tomorrow night at 7. Um, uh, I do want to say uh, you can go ahead and, and share our says give um i can share
some prayer requests. Uh, we do pray for those. We do get those coming in, and I read them on my phone, and I participate with us, connect with us. Let us God is positioning us. I, I think God is God's doing something here. We're going to taking our heads going, what in the world is going on here? God's got something in store. I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> we've just been, we've been walking by faith. We can't see anything, by the way. We're behind this camera. We don't see all that's taking place right now uh, on the web and, and the people it's reaching, but uh, God knows. God knows. And I'm looking forward to seeing where God takes all this. So uh, be with us here tomorrow night at 7. Um, and then we have on, on, on Monday, but you know, Tuesday at 7 p.m. So thank you. Bless you. Please enjoy this gorgeous day. Uh, and uh, Ada Shomovarek.